guys, welcome back to Gals Getting Rich. Today, we're going to talk about buy now, pay later platforms. I'm your host, Butza. And I'm your other host, Maeve. Just to think about it, the mental gymnastics it takes to justify buying a $400 pair of designer sneakers becomes more of a somersault when it only costs you $100 every paycheck. And no one understands better than the buy now, pay later startups, BNPL, that skyrocketed in popularity during the pandemic's e-commerce boom. Along with the rest of the tech sector, those companies are watching their rapid gains crumble. Buy now, pay later giant Klarna, which is Europe's largest private tech firm, said yesterday it was laying off 10% of the company's roughly 7,000 employees. And a lot of these companies are doing layoffs. So, for example, the CEO, Sebastian Siemiatowski, hopefully I said that right, cited that the war in Ukraine, soaring inflation, and a highly likely recession, which I think we are officially in a recession. As for the reasons of the cuts, while it's crucial to stay calm in stormy weather, it's also crucial not to turn a blind eye to reality, he said. And I think one quick refresh refresher on buy now, pay later companies like Klarna, Affirm, Afterpay, and many other startups offer point of sale installment loans for online shoppers. So last year, U.S. consumers spent over two billion, no, not two billion, 20 billion through these services, just over 2% of the 870 billion that they spent shopping online in total. And Klarna, the leader in helping you pay for your ASOS haul grew its valuation from $11 billion in September 2020 to $46 billion last June. Klarna's valuation quadrupled in less than two years, which is unheard of. Insane, right? I know crazy things are happening, but it's crazy. Like, Yeah. No, it was really fast. But it did not stay there. The recently reported Wall Street Journal, it's looking to raise money at a valuation closer to $30 billion, which is actually a 30% cut from its valuation peak. I know we're talking heavy numbers, but Klarna's not the only one getting the shave. Shares of a firm, a huge U.S. buy now, pay later giant, have dropped almost 75% this year. I think recently they were slightly up, but still not looking so hot. And so why are we talking about this? What does this have to do with us? Uh, Like we said, it's a huge consumer targeted platform, right? Where if I want to go buy something expensive, then it kind of gives me the technically, technically, I guess it gives me the ability to do it. Now, later in this, we are going to share our opinions and our experiences and some of our friends' experiences on this. But Maeve, do you know why there's a slowdown? No. Why is there a slowdown? So for all the reasons that that CEO mentioned, but also because companies made investments assuming that pandemic growth equals forever growth. It wasn't. The number of e-commerce transactions has actually declined 1.8% from a year ago per a MasterCard Spending Plus report released earlier in the month. So I think big picture on top of all of that, buy now, pay later companies are dealing with another threat, regulation. Numerous US and UK agencies have lost in launched investigations into the company's potentially predatory lending practices, accusing them of irresponsibly allowing young consumers to rack up debt. So it sounds like these companies, they came out hot during the pandemic when everyone had their stimulus checks. And what that ended up doing was the stimulus checks made all this artificial growth in the market. These companies were getting super overvalued. And now that people are going through a bear market, not having as much money on hand, 
it's not doing as well. Like the growth isn't there. And now the regulators are coming down on it. Exactly. And I, I think regardless of what the industry is facing, I personally low key hate the idea of buy now pay later. I'm of the philosophy that it does more harm than good because it enables consumers to think they can afford something that they really shouldn't be buying because they see low monthly price. um, And they're like, oh yeah, like if it's just this much a month, I can do it. But if they don't have the cash, I feel like if you don't have the cash for a Gucci belt, I don't think you should be buying a Gucci belt. Also, whether or not that Gucci belt is a smart investment is a huge debate. But I think it gives the same energy as people who get stuck by paying only the minimum payment on their credit card bill. Kind of evil. Yeah. So actually, the psychology that you're talking about is called anchoring. And what it is is that customers see that installment price and their brains get attached to like $0 upfront today. And then they think of it as being $0 or something lower. Like they bought something for $100 and they only have to spend $25 today. Their brain is attached to that. So then they artificially think they can afford way more than they actually can. Yeah, exactly. I think um, recently we're seeing many people default on these buy now, pay later platforms, which is so scary, especially if you're in a consumer business and you own a store. It's like, oh, how are you getting paid? And this isn't to tell you to not buy something, but maybe a little bit of a, oh, don't do it, girl. Then actually being like, oh, I did it. You know that TikTok? Where it's like, yeah. don't do it. And then it's yeah. like, I did it. Don't do this here. Because it's crazy times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there might be a time and place where this would be really useful. But if you can't afford it today, why would you postpone the, the payment over a month? I know each company has different structures. Like, I think a firm is $0 upfront if you pay it off within 30 days. And Afterpay, I think, is just four equal payments. Like, they all have different structures. But it's like, if you can't afford it today, how do you know you'll be able to afford it in the future if you keep this habit up? I did look up a quick fact that 38% of people are making purchases through these buy now, pay later schemes that they otherwise wouldn't be able to fit in their budget. So 38% of people are using this to extend their buying power rather than just to delay. And I also was looking into how do these buy now, pay later companies, how do they know if you're a good person to extend a loan to? Because with most credit card companies, they look at your credit score, which is a score that reflects how good you are with your money and how responsible you are about making payments. Whereas with these platforms, they just have their own proprietary algorithms that they use to understand how much they are willing to loan out to you. I'm not sure how it all works because it's all, you know, under wraps, but it's not the same regulated thing. So it seemed like they weren't setting themselves up in a good way if they were looking at, I know they're looking at like your demographics and understanding your income, et cetera. But just because you make $200,000 a year doesn't mean that you're not going to default on a loan. That's not a reflection of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think like buy now, pay later things could be good in that sense. But like, again, I don't think how much money you make matters. It's your financial responsibility, which is essentially your credit score, which is how you pay something back. So the question is, does it help build a good credit? In addition to buy now, pay laters, 
there is a thing that I'm noticing a lot of credit cards start to offer in recent time. And it's basically buy now, pay later, but on your credit card, it'll take certain transactions and then let you split that transaction. For example, if I got a Dyson Airwrap, it's a 500 something dollar thing, then I can split the purchase over three months or six months or whatever my credit card company is offering me. And I think it's really interesting because it's essentially a mini loan. And your credit card is already a mini loan, but then now they're adding another mini loan on top of this loan. No, your credit card is an actual loan, and then this is a mini loan. So then however many mini loans you take, you're adding them one on top of the other. So if you think about it, it could affect your credit score because when you go to apply for a loan, like a house loan, they're going to be like, oh my God, why do you have so many of these loans open? Like, what is happening? And so that I think can actually hurt you and actually hurt your ability to get a larger, more important loan. And so that's also something to consider is how often are you doing it? Because it is a thing. I know Chase does it. I know Amex does it. And then I personally was not the person applying for a loan, but someone that I know did try and the topic came up and I was like, wow, my mind is blown how they wouldn't just make it all one little loan because it's happening through the same financial institution, but they actually separate it out. And when you go to check your credit report, it shows as something that's separated out. Wild stuff. I was interested in how buy now, pay later concepts really got started. And what I found was that the first like big partnership of a buy now, pay later with a big giant retailer was with Walmart. So Walmart, a while back ago, they were disappointed that they had a store branded card with Synchrony. Synchrony is a bank that partners with retailers to give them store cards. I even have a store card with this one store. I'll get into that in a minute. But Walmart was disappointed that Synchrony wasn't accepting as many people applying to the credit card as they had hoped. So then a firm came and said, hey, we have a solution for you. We are a buy now, pay later scheme, and we don't really look at credit scores. We base people upon their income. So that's when Walmart partnered with a firm, which was a big disruptive move. And then after that was a trickle down effect of more people adopting buy now, pay later for their online stores. My story about my credit card, when I graduated college, the number one thing I wanted in my apartment was a comfy couch. And I didn't want to just buy a cheap couch that was just going to be like hard and not comfortable. Like I wanted to want to be on my couch all the time. And I went to a furniture store, Value City Furniture. It's a great place. They have cheap, well-made furniture. And they told me that I could either pay for my couch upfront or I could finance it 0% interest for 12 months. And my dad brought up the point that I was actually pretty strapped for cash at that point. I had enough money to buy it in full, but I was still about to move into my apartment and I had to buy, you know, like all the cleaning supplies, my groceries, etc. And my dad's like, why don't you just finance it for 12 months, pay off in full before the 12 months is up so you don't pay any interest. And that way you can also grow your credit because it's a different kind of loan. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And what I didn't realize was when you finance a piece of furniture or something like that, you're actually opening up a synchrony credit card with the company. So I still have that line of credit, but I'm planning on doing a credit transfer so I can close that eventually. But I think back then if buy now, pay later was a thing, it would have been nice because I would have only had to have one account that wasn't a technical like line of credit, you know? It, this is just to replace all those retail credit cards that everyone used to have. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I know so many people that have Macy's cards. We love Macy's. And all of those store credit cards, it's so interesting. None of them have, none of them charge interest. Like Von Mar, my mom loves Von Mar because she's like, yeah, I don't have to pay interest on it. And I'm like, oh my God, just make the minimum payment. I know a lot of people have the Target credit cards, but I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know if those are synchrony or if they, if, like Target. Yeah, I don't think they're all necessarily synchrony, synchrony but like, I think just like generally a lot of department stores have these promotions and things that it's like, it's, it's, it's not buy now, pay later, but I feel like it's the same thing where they're just trying to get you. They're trying to get you to spend, pull you in, you know? Yeah. And you think like, oh, if I'm not paying interest on this, I'll just buy it. And it's not like I have to pay anything now, but in reality, it's not the case. Overall, like, I don't think every buy now, pay later scheme is a bad thing necessarily. I think it does give into the psychology that you can afford more than you actually can. Like, it, it is a slippery slope, but I think there are instances where you could use it responsibly, such as if you are getting married and there are a lot of, like, um, purchases you need to make for, like, the decor for your wedding, if you could do it all in like one Amazon cart and then pay it off in four equal payments over four months, that might be easier on your budget then than to have to stockpile enough money earlier on, you know, when you want to buy it so you can pay it off. You know, and as long as you're maintaining 0% interest and you're paying each of your payments in full according to the, your buy now, pay later company, then you're fine. As soon as you miss a payment or you don't pay it off in full is when they kind of come after you and you start accruing interest. Yeah, no, Maeve, I totally agree with you. I don't think they're well, – while, while I do think they are a little bit evil, I think there is a way to outsmart the system. For example, like we talked earlier, if something's 0% interest, then maybe strategically it makes sense. Do I think that is a lot of work than just paying out of my pocket for something? Absolutely. I think that's extra work created and you have to also be mindful and remember to – make those payments, make sure you're not getting charged a late fee, make sure that their systems aren't down and you're not getting screwed over. Things like that, of course, always happen. But, you know, there's there's good and there's evil. And I think this is mostly evil. But if you're smart, maybe you can outsmart them and make it a little good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if we were to sum it up, having to extend out your payments over a period of time forces you to live in the past because with all of your additional income, you have to send a portion of it to pay off your your past debts. However, if you just pay for things in full when they fit in your budget, then you can be living in the future because each successive paycheck after that is not going to have to go to paying these buy now, pay later debts. You can start putting that money towards saving for a house or paying for a future trip you're going to go on or whatever. Yeah, I totally agree. And with that... Should we go into money moves? Yeah. What was your recent money move for the week? I'm thinking. I So that Kindle I talked about getting last episode, I'm actually thinking about returning it. So I haven't returned it yet. I need to print the label, which I feel like is a pain in the butt in New York City um, mm-hmm. because I don't have a printer. But I might go to the office and just go into the office so I can print my Amazon label. So that is one potential money move. I'm thinking, what did I do? I have to I have to think about this. I should have thought about this earlier. That is a good money move because 
you know, you're saving money by not having to pay to print. Yeah, yeah, my money move, but I haven't done it yet. So maybe, maybe next week. I'm thinking, what did I actually do this week? Did I get anything for free this week? Oh, oh, you know what I did? All right. Yeah, my money move for this week was there is a coffee shop that I think is trying to become the new Starbucks because I've seen it on every corner in New York City and it's called Blank Street. And they opened one right next to my apartment, like literally downstairs. And I went and I got a free drink from them because I referred a bunch of my friends when they first opened. So I have yet to actually give this company money, but I will say they're drinks and their pastries and they have this vegan taco amazing and it's it was free so blank street cafe wow there's a um coffee shop in austin texas called joe's and they are famous for like having tacos there as well and it is it's just amazing they have like breakfast tacos and like lunchtime tacos but you would never think coffee and tacos go well together until you have it yeah no, I mean, dude, like, the pastries at this place, I have, like, eight more credits, like, eight more free items I can get. I'm literally, like, kind of hungry. I'm like, should I go get something after we're done recording? That's <laughs> I feel like every so episode, cool. I'm like, let me get food. <laughs> what about you? What was your money move? Oh, no, they're closed right now. I guess they closed at four. Oh. Today's Starbucks Double Stars Day. Hold on, let me check oh. that out. I'm all about the points in the apps, guys. You, all- you live by Starbucks, too. Yeah, yeah, there's one very close. It's a little bit farther of a walk, but it's across from Chipotle. Everyone in New York lives close to a Starbucks because they're on, like, every corner. Yes. My money move of the week. So I wear contacts, and every couple years I get a new pair of glasses. But glasses can be really expensive. Even with, like, having vision insurance, it's expensive to pay for, like, frames and lenses I always go to like lens crafters for my eye exam, but I used to pay a lot of money to get my frames from them. However, recently I started taking my prescription from lens crafters and then ordering from a cheap website online. So I, you know, in the past I paid probably around like $500 for a pair of glasses. And with this site I used called iBuyDirect, Oh my god, this time you have a siren in the background. Oh my god. All the time. It's too funny. I know. Maybe I live in New York. <laughs> yeah, maybe not you live in New York. <laughs> no. Um, so with this site called iBuyDirect, I only paid $62 after tax, frames, and lenses. It was insane. Oh wow, that's amazing, dude. Yeah. So I guess I just figured out how to, you know, live more cheaply when you have bad eyes. I have bad eyes too, but you need to send me this link. I need it. Yeah, you get your contacts from Costco. That's a money move. I do. I do get them from Costco. Yeah. I still get mine from LensCrafters because they always offer me a $100 rebate if I order with them right there and then. And when I compared prices before, it was like about the same. So I'm like, well, I'm already there. Might as well. But I have to do a year supply, which I don't mind. I always do a year supply. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if you think about your daily cost, it's actually not too bad. No. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. If you want to follow us, we are on Instagram at galsgettingrich. And if you have any reason you want to contact us at all, our email's in the description. It's galsgettingrich at gmail.com. And please like, rate us, review, 
subscribe, do it all. It really would mean a lot to us. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon. Bye, guys. <laughs>